Welcome to Trifecta Now, Living a Course in Miracles. This is season four, and it's called The Journey. Episode five, Mind and Spirit. Welcome back. This is the fifth episode in this new series. Today, I'll be exploring the topic of mind and spirit with Charles Wigglesworth, my dad. I gave him four questions. We will discuss those questions today. The Journey series is a continuation of the book's teachings with more added life journeys and experiences to share. Our minds are much more powerful and complicated than we fully understand. We believe that we have no real control over our thoughts and therefore our emotions as well. We let our minds wander and focus on people and things as if it is in control. That is why the holy instant and living in this moment with no thoughts going through our minds seems so unattainable. The body plays such a big role in this. We see ourselves as humans and therefore as bodies. We think that our bodies are us, not our minds. We see them as separate, but we have placed our allegiance with the body and think the mind is just there. We need to switch. We need to think of ourselves as a mind living in a body. That shift alone can change our whole world perception. That new perception will open our minds to new experiences and release us from the false safety of our bodies. Our spirit lives in our minds, not our bodies. I know a lot of people believe that our spirit is in our bodies. That is true in the sense that our minds also live in our bodies. Our spirit is the piece of us that we, in reality, are. Our spirit is not only our essence, but our eternal presence. In this world, we, we disconnect our spirit presence and create an ego to replace it. Our spirit presence is that part of us that just knows when something is off, when something is meant to be. We will say, I have this gut instinct and we'll feel it in a physical way. There is, that is where the, where the confusion lies. We think because we, we feel it in our bodies, that is part of our bodies. I will challenge that and say, what if we just make it a physical feeling to communicate the message? What if our spirit does this to try and communicate with us, to awaken us to its existence and open our minds to its role and presence in our day-to-day existence here in this world? Today, I'll be talking with my dad. He is an 81-year-old who has grown up in Toronto, Ontario. He was raised an Irish Catholic, attended St. Mike's, and has had several jobs and experiences so far in this lifetime. He has six children and 11 grandchildren. My dad is an avid sports fan. Some say crazy, but I'll say avid. And the Toronto Blue Jays, biggest fan. I believe I got my sense of humor, charisma, and literary skills from my dad's gene pool. I also got a hearing disability, heart issues, and ex-vertebrae, but he says they're all from my mom's gene pool. (laughs) Welcome, Dad. Okay, I sent you four questions that I want you to share your insight experiences on. First question, when you think of mind and spirit, do you think they are one or separate, and why? Yes, I believe they are one because your mind is an amazing thing and people are not aware of the greatness of it. There are many problems of people who have many stories of people who have overcome illnesses and psychological problems with the power of their minds. To look beyond the mundane issues of their lives and have a more positive outlook. It has been said that our minds work four times faster than the most 
powerful computers out there. Our minds work so quickly, and because of our humanity, we are subject to faults and errors. In the context of my upbringing, I was raised by an Irish grandmother. My father was serving his time in World War II, and my mother left. My siblings and I were sent to my grandmother's home to live. We were raised by a paternal grandmother and extended family. My grandmother instilled in us a strong ethics and morals. Those principles have always been the backbone of my decisions and choices. I did always did not always make the right choices, but my mind and combined spirit made those choices and have always been with me. Going back to the description of spirit, I am taken to my Catholic upbringing. I am reminded of the Holy Spirit, who at that time we referred to as the Holy Ghost. It has been said that I tend to make analogies in reference to sports, like a team to as as to having a great spirit. The way I associate that is that there's something greater at work, that they will all be connected by one thing, one spirit. Have you ever considered how much power our minds have? This actually recalls a story to me. My son-in-law's grandfather had a serious surgery, and throughout his recovery in the hospital, He refused any pain medication. He told the doctors and nurses that he had no pain. This was almost unbelievable by the medical staff, as he should have been in serious pain. When asked if he, when asked, he said that he had prayed for no pain, and as far as the hospital staff could see, he was showing no signs of suffering from pain. Yeah, that's really interesting because I think we've all heard many stories about people who've experienced a lot of um, discomforts with, you know, a surgery and, you know, struggling with it. And then all of a sudden focus on the wellness and focus on the positivity and things start to get better. And no, I've said this before in many other podcasts is that, you know, our minds decides what this experience is going to be. And for some people, it's a negative experience because that's how they decide it's going to be, and others, it's a positive one. So I think that one, that specifically speaks to that. The next question I have for you is when you hear the word spirit, what comes to mind? I know you were raised a Catholic and you stated that, but how does spirit play a role in your life? As I said before, I think of the Holy Spirit, but I believe it is intertwined with our souls. There's an interesting story in a book I read when they where they placed a terminally ill man in a closed container with no outside influences, and he was lying on a scale. At the point the instrument showed no sign of brain activity, the scale adjusted to a lower weight. It was inferred that this incurred because of the soul leaving his body. The book I read was called Origin by Dan Brown. It's a fictional book. But there have been scientific studies that have suggested the same thing, although unsubstantiated. It does, you make, it does make you wonder about origin. Spirits have been all, also been referred to as ghosts and angels. Many people in North America believe in angels and ghosts. In my immediate family, their stories were laid to me by my family. An aunt seeing her deceased husband standing at the bottom of her bed, telling her that he was fine, and everything will be okay. I was a truck driver for almost 40 years before I retired. 
I remember one day driving through Whitby, Ontario. I was approaching the intersection of Taunton Road. There was heavy fog, very heavy fog. I knew the lights were ahead. I could see that my light was green, but instinctively slowed down. Then a pickup truck sped through the red light. Had I not slowed down, we were definitely collided. I didn't know what caused me to do that at that moment, but I know now it was likely divine intervention. I guess neither of us were supposed to die that day. As far as angels go, I believe I have a guardian angel. He or she, I believe, to be a large spirit, and when he or she sits on my bed quite often, I feel their presence. My bed moves as though something was sitting on it. I might suggest that she lay off the heavenly marshmallows. <laughs> That's interesting, too, because um, I was talking to my dad about this. I had this happen to me numerous times over the years, not recently, but I have that um, sensation or feeling that, that the bed is pressing down, down near my legs, as if somebody were actually sitting on my bed. And I've had that as well. Um, other people talk about different things when they talk about angels or, or um, guardian angels. I also, my dad and I were talking about this a little earlier, I also feel I have a guardian angel. And I discovered uh, this, and I believe it's a male, uh, this man uh, numerous years ago, very tall. Um, I believe him to be an Indigenous man who follows me around. And I, I would find myself in the bathroom, brushing my hair or whatever, and I'd feel like somebody was standing over me and I'd quickly turn around and there was nobody there. But I've had that feeling and that sensation, I think, my entire life. Probably noticed it more as I entered my teen years that I can recall, but I've seen it, had it consistently and felt it consistently all those years. So that is, uh, that's really interesting when we talk about um, angels and ghosts. I see, I see that particular person as more of an angel, not a ghost to me. Okay, question four. According to the course, the mind can be right or wrong, depending on the voice to which it listens to. Right-minded listens to spirit and wrong-minded to our egos. What are your thoughts on this? Well, I must agree with that in as much as in my younger days when I would come to a fork in the road. When the sign said turn right, I would go left. I believe it was obstinance or a need to make my own cho own choices without influence. I believe I chose the path of least resistance. Although most of those instances, they were not the right choices. It took many years for me to realize that. I cannot say that I make all the right choices today, but I am attempting to do my best and living and listen to the right voices. Thank you for sharing today, Dad. That's really great. Um, your topic, your insight on this topic has been uh, wonderful to listen to. I hope we'll do this again and that we will choose another topic in which we can discuss and go over um, your thoughts on, on that topic. So now in two weeks, I'll be covering the topic of the ego. Our egos being that part of us that is fully connected and attached to this world and our existence here. Our egos create are created for the purpose of self-indulgence, self-interest, and self-preservation. Our egos love drama, fear, frustration, worry, envy, living in the past, and self-loathing. Self 
Its whole presence is based on this world's perception of who we are and what we want from this life experience. Our ego is as far from spirit as we can place ourselves. Thank you for listening. We will be uploading the next episode on Sunday, November 15th. And that episode is number six, titled Our Ego. Well, I will be exploring this topic with reference to the course's interpretation of the ego. I won't be interviewing anyone for this particular topic because I think there is enough information um, that the course offers that I would like to uh, share with all of you. Um, the subsequent um, topics that I choose after the ego, I will, uh, I will interview more people. Remember, this is our journey. Let us together find our way. Live in this moment. It is the only one that truly matters. Always love, Denise.